Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl, and I am going to have y'all join me on my morning routine. <laughs> Not about my morning routine, my morning routine is completely ridiculous, um, but I I wanted to talk about something because it is getting very, very close to voting, the election. It's um, Today is, I think it's the 23rd of September of 2020 and obviously the election is in a few weeks um if kind of like a month and a half i guess you could say and it's been such a tumultuous time actually for a long time it really has been um i don't know as a society we seem to be completely addicted to um ridiculous like a high amount of 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 intensity uh with our thoughts and desires and <laughs> beliefs oh my goodness and so we're getting along on this election and i have been i am going to say that i have been a little all over the place I've been a little all over the place. I have, ever since uh, 9-11, I changed parties. Um, I changed parties when it turned from uh, shock and awe to Iraqi freedom. And I knew there was something not quite right with our involvement in Iraq. I wasn't sure at the time what it is what it was, but I knew that something was just not, not right in that, what the, what George, President Bush was doing at that time. Uh, I just knew it. Um, but so I've been, I've been basically, and I, I will tell you this, a straight ticket Democrat. I've been a straight ticket Democrat since, um, since that, and before that, I had been a Republican. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was a straight ticket Republican, though. Um, and I, and I will admit that I was a Republican um, for the same reason that a lot of people are Republicans today. I was a Republican on the issue of abortion because I felt like they were all great about saving whales, but they didn't care about babies, and it really bothered me. But I and I cannot tell you how I reconciled that and continue to reconcile that um that subject but I have abandoned the Republican party I I do not see myself ever being a Republican again um in my lifetime however I'm very very in huge dismay about the Democratic party um I you know, during this time, I really feel so in such dismay. I, I feel like in some ways it was just, it was the first time that I really saw how ridiculous politics is and how it just seems to be kind of staged, like everything is staged. Like, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I live in a very, very conservative town where on Tuesdays, Every Tuesday at a certain time, the 
the liberal people of the town would come and do like a little peaceful rally. And then the the Republicans started bringing Trump Trump flags and started, you know, just doing their own and standing on a different corner. And so you would come into town to have all of these uh, flags. And it was really upsetting to me. It was really, really upsetting. Like, I, I couldn't figure out why they had to come then. Like, of course, they have the right to come. But why did they have to come when when the, the liberals were, you know, it just seemed like the whole purpose was to disturb the peace. I mean, that was my perception of it. I don't know if that's true, but that was my perception. But anyway, there was this one day where somehow it could be on my Twitter feed. I don't know how I got this, but I got these images of of people who had been um, had been victims of of chemical warfare. And there were these babies who were who were fighting to breathe and dying and I mean it was it was so incredibly horrible this image that I got I just was I was just devastated I'm like oh my god this is just horrific and then at the same time uh Mr. Trump had had done this uh this where he and and I think the whole bloody thing was staged. I really do. I think it was staged by a number of politicians. I mean, including, I don't know if he's the president. I don't know if he's elected, but Assad from Syria. I think he was in on it. Um, so they decided that Trump was going to have this show of force and he bombed a an abandoned um, uh <laughs> military base in some show of ridiculous uh ridiculous like whatever he was trying to show toughness and it was the whole thing was ridiculous but see and I don't think the images that I was seeing were at that time there there may have been a time where I thought I don't know enough about the situation to talk on it because I don't but there may have been a time where Assad did, you know, use chemical warfare on his people. It seems clear that something had happened, and I don't know who did it. I don't know the details about it. But was it associated with us going in and bombing Syria in an abandoned, um, in an abandoned bunker? <laughs> no categorically no they I don't believe they were connected one bit um and so everything is just kind of staged so that we we get these bits and pieces and this you know shock and awe turns to Iraqi freedom so we're all being duped is what I'm trying to say we're completely being duped by our government and and it, and I and at this point I kind of feel like it doesn't matter who's president we're we're just being duped uh, by all of them. Um, <laughs> so I've I've sort of given up my my belief that uh, that they have any power actually, um, and I think that there may be bigger forces at at bay at going on in all of this. But 
so in getting back to, um, I, I, so I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I, because I, I, I'm honestly, I, I really am at odds with my party on these ideas having to do with this supposed pandemic. And, and I, and I say some pretty bold statements and, and I get called stupid and moronic, you know, people say really bad things about me if I, if I mention anything having to do with this, but I personally think that this is just a hill of beans that we have been sold a hill of beans about this, whatever's going on in the world. I, I, there may be a virus. Do I believe that it's, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know this, that what they have done has been so overkill. And I believe we are being duped. I believe we're being lied to about the facts. I think we're being lied to about the, um, the um even even the nature of what it is it doesn't seem to behave like a virus it seems to behave more like chemical like some kind of um warfare in the sense that people get blood clotting issues and they have strokes and that's what's killing them is this blood clotting stuff you know i don't know if there's ever been a quote-unquote virus in the past i don't know i'm not a I'm not, um, you know, in this field, but has there ever been a virus in the past that has caused this kind of thing? I'm just asking. Um, and so people who are, are susceptible to blood clotting issues or lung issues or this kind of thing are more likely to actually die if they contract this, whatever this is. And so, (laughs) but we we have shut down the world and and some states have been even more um even more dramatic than other states uh like my 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 sister is living in new york right now and she has been telling me that i mean whatever's going on in new york is really 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 extreme and the people's freedoms really are being taken away so we're going to take away your freedoms for the for the um for the greater good so that people don't die of this virus. See for me it's not necessarily about the mask. It's not necessarily about the mask. It's about it's about being forced to wear the mask when I have absolutely no symptoms of this and I'm being forced to to do like and I believe that what's coming is the vaccine and I think at this point when I'm putting all the pieces together I think that whoever is is had a long-term plan it wasn't a short-term plan it was a long-term plan and it's been going on for a while uh because um I can't remember his name right now my brain is like oh Ronald Reagan so when Ronald Reagan was was president, the pharmaceutical companies came and said to them, we're getting all these lawsuits uh, about basically these botched immunizations and people having really, really horrible effects from them, even death. Uh, and so you need to make us immune or we will stop 
making your vaccines. And, and so what people don't understand is when they get this vaccine, they sign over their right to sue if something happens. And, and I can tell you that these vaccines can affect people, you know, and then they act like, oh yeah, it's just one in a million. Well, I'm not really sure what the statistics are. I'm not sure what the statistics are, but it doesn't matter when it's your one in a million, it, it matters. You know, when it's your child who has an immunization and, and completely deteriorates and never lives a normal life, when it's your child, it matters. And then this family has no recourse, has no recourse to sue a pharmaceutical company that completely um, ruined a family's life. And I have seen this firsthand. And so because the reason why I've seen this is because I worked in this field. I worked with children, birth to three years old with developmental delays. I've been in this field for like 20 years. And I have had a number of children who have been directly affected from vaccines. But the thing that makes me even more upset about it all or curious about it all is that we can't have a meaningful conversation. It's like we can't we can't like come together and and have a meaningful conversation that would lead to like uh really great things with this because if you if you say anything the people who are on the pro vaxing side are they honestly they just dismiss you. You're crazy, you're stupid. They debunked studies. They debunked studies that anyone who comes out against this is thrown out of their <laughs> of their um uh fields, like they're thrown out of their hospital or you know, like there's this um person, her name is Dr. Gold. I can't remember what her first name is, but my son has been following her very, very closely and I think that she had been fired because she has been speaking out against this mask mandate and she's been speaking out against the coming vaccine. And so and so it seems to me as I'm looking around that it's mostly liberal people who are and this is the first time that I've actually seen liberals in a different light in the sense that they can be really nasty too. They can be really mean and really nasty and they can hurl the you're an idiot just as as much as a as a conservative. And so people are they're both just like shoot let's have their weapons of words just aimed at each other and just I mean it's just brutal. I mean it really is. If you say anything against um because you're killing people you're literally killing people if you if you don't agree with this mask mandate. So I've been a little bit all over the place. I'm not entirely sure that it is a something that I that I necessarily want to fight at this point. I I wear masks sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Like at my employment right now, I'm required to wear a mask all day. And I found this to be another irony of it all. Um, so children who are in kindergarten, so children under five years old do not have to wear a mask. In fact, it's not even, 
even recommended because their oxygen levels and yada yada something to do with their oxygen levels well how is that different for an adult I just want to know how is that different than my 17 year old who is required to wear a mask all day at school how is that different I I just I don't understand I don't understand the weirdness of these of these uh, mandates they're just so weird, you know. And then um, I saw I saw this morning. I didn't watch all of it, but Brian Rose of London Real he had put up that that in London they've started to close down the pubs again, which I don't understand. Like they're not closing down other places, but they're closing down pubs. Why? Why? Why are they closing down? And these small businesses are not going to survive this. They're not. Um, there's been a number of places in the town that I live in that have gone out of business. These small business owners, they just, they can't, um, they just can't survive the storm of this, um, losing their livelihood. So in the town that I live in, I don't know what's happening today, quite frankly, but, and so I'm going on to this election going, okay, so if I vote, you know, democratic which you know would be my normal but all i see is like joe biden saying that you know well, we would make a man max mandate you know for the entire foreseeable future you know so it sounds to me like they're just going to go along with what they say is science which is another thing that really bothers me because you can talk to one scientist who's going to tell you one thing and you can talk to another scientist who's going to tell you another it just depends on what study you want to want to pay attention to. So you have to make your own guesses. You have to follow your own instinct on these things, which which is, you know, pretty challenging when you don't have all the facts and they're just giving you the facts they want you to hear or understand. Oh my god, it's really kind of a mess if you think about it. Okay, so <laughs> And I personally, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. Like I have been very, very vocal. I when when he won the election, I felt like I had been run over by a Mack truck. I'm just gonna say I woke up and I just and then honestly, almost immediately, our country turned into a complete dystopia. Like he was dismantling all government. And I don't think, I think that we so quickly forget, because I was thinking about it, like what did happen when he was elected? And he almost immediately started this, um, this like closure of anybody entering the country from like five different countries. They seem to be randomly picked. They really seem to be randomly picked. And I'll tell you one of the reasons for why is because there was this implication that these are countries that would be sending over terrorists. However, um, Saudi Arabia was not one of them. And I, I believe if you go look at the facts, a number of the people who were involved in 9-11, who were the perpetrators of 9-11, were from Saudi Arabia. So it sort of seemed like he just picked countries that, that were like um, just... Um, Islam enough to, and it was clearly an Islam ban, by the way, um, 
it just Islam enough, but not to really bother his friends over there in Saudi Arabia, who he went over and had some big party with, with an orb and like all kinds of weirdness. Um, <laughs> yeah, we want to stay friends with Saudi Arabia for, for some, like, and I don't know what all the inner workings are, but, um, this was the first thing. And then the wall and then all these, these camps on the borders and, and what I have been seeing recently is I saw an article. I don't know if this article is true. I'm just going to say, I don't know. I don't know the validity of anything that is out there in the media anymore. I don't know. But I did read an article that had to do with uh, Betsy DeVos and an adoption company, which would not surprise me one bit because Betsy DeVos was one of the worst appointments in my mind. Um, and the reason why I say that is because she is a fundamentalist, like a hardline, like Christian, and she believes that she is growing the kingdom of God through her beliefs, her beliefs, which she wants to spread to everyone. And that's one of the things that I'm having the hardest time with, because all of these have this, this same theme. If you talk about, about right now what's going on with with the supreme court it ha- it all has to do with roe versus wade and and they're they believe that they are right they believe they have the bible in their corner they believe that everyone should believe the way they do they believe that everyone who doesn't believe the way they do are going to hell and so and then they are combining their religion with politics and they believe that God has installed Donald Trump, you know, to, for the salvation of the world. I mean, I don't know. It's the weirdest stuff. But anyway, Betsy DeVos, who incidentally has a huge company that um, is part of this, these student loans, these student loans that have brought, brought a lot of young people into servitude. These are student loans that are in the amounts of $80,000. So a child is 22 years old and they are $80,000 in debt to become a teacher that they will not pay off for 20 years or more (laughs) to have a low paying job. Oh my God, I could get me started. Anyway, and she has been fighting to not have have those debts um, relieved. She has been fighting against the student debt because she is a billionaire off the backs of 22-year-old students, partly, among other things. And now I find out that she has this, this adoption agency where, where they are adopting out these, these children who have been in these, these concentration camps at our borders. So she's adopting these children. And, um, and I believe that in her mind, she thinks she's doing this really great thing for humanity and bringing more children into the kingdom of God. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, that was just one thing that I, that I read this week. Okay. And on top of that, I, I, I heard that they are, that they are doing hysterectomies and tying the tubes of, of women in these camps. I just saw that recently that they are doing these operations on these women really and they don't understand what's happening to them 
They're being told that they have to have this. Maybe they're being told that they have a disease or something that they don't have. But I don't understand. Why would we sterilize Mexican mothers? I mean, how heinous is that? But anyway, this is all under this administration. And and I'm going to have to end this podcast because I have to get off to my paying gig. Um, but... And I will go on with this because I, I have more to say about this. Um, but, uh, and I can't even remember what I was going to end with. <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, but I, so I'm really, I guess maybe, maybe it's just the, my quandary of, of what exactly I'm, I'm going to do. Because I actually, right at the moment, I'm not really privy and happy about either one of the parties is what I'm trying to say. I am really, really disillusioned with the Democratic Party. I believe that they could have worked harder to get him impeached had they wanted to. I think that was a total circus. I think it's all a circus at this point. And these people are just kind of like they are pretty powerless in some ways. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about was the gerrymandering of Mitch McConnell. Um, So when Obama was, I think it was February of, of 2016 and Scalia, I think his name was Scalia. He passed away and he was on the Supreme Court and Mitch McConnell gerrymandered um, and said it would not go to vote till the next president was in. He filibustered it all like he filibustered it and he just he refused to allow it to go through and and he fought it and fought it and fought it. And then now um, Ginsburg has passed away and he is trying to push this through. He is one of the most unethical human beings I've ever seen. I, I cannot believe how unethical he is of a person and changing the laws, like just ignoring the laws of the way the court, the the political system had always worked. He has he has he has managed to change the way politics politics have been until more people with integrity are able to be voted into office. Until he's out, I don't know that there will be any um, any like integrity in our in our politics because he has such a lack of integrity and he believes that what he is doing is correct because he's correct because he's right and that should be his rightness and what he believes to be true should be the law of the land and that is exactly what the founding fathers were against they wanted a separation of church and state they wanted a separation of church and state, and we have married these two, and it is it is it is really something out there. Anyway, so I'll be back. I'll be back with more on this. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and that's a wrap.